Hello, and welcome to mysisterskeeper.blog, the podcast. My name is Marcia Cato, and I'm so excited for you to join us today. I believe sisterhood is so much more than biological. It is a choice, an intentional decision to involve yourself in the life of another and in turn invite others to engage in your life. As a single mom, the vital role my sisters play in my life has never been clearer to me. Join my sisters as we explore motherhood with all its joys and challenges, co-parenting, mental and emotional health and wellness, and this beautiful thing called community. My aim here is simple, to engage a community of sisters, to share real life experiences and the lessons we've gleaned from them. Come with us as we journey to discover deeper connections as sisters, as human beings, to repossess the embodiment of community. This is my sister's Great day, my sisters, and happy Monday. Happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of my sister's keeper.blog, the podcast. I'm so glad that you are joining us today for episode 15. Episode 15. I can't believe we're already at episode 15. Um, Once again, thank you so much for joining us today. It always means so much to me that you would spend your time here with us. I know that you could spend your time doing so many other things. So it always means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here. Well, again, happy Monday. (laughs) Look at me on time and in place. All right. All right. (laughs) I hope so. Anyway, I think so. I've gotten everything that I need thus far to have this up and running for Monday morning. So that is my aim at this point. That's what I'm aiming for. Have I set myself up for greater success this week? Uh, In a manner of speaking, I have. I am without my little one this week as he's on fall break from school and he's hanging out with his auntie and his big cousin out of town. So I do have more freedom of time to focus this week. However, that same freedom, I also have to indulge in distractions, i.e. watch movies or shows or videos on YouTube. You know, the things that I like to do to distract myself from the things that I don't want to do or that are looming large in front of me, so to speak. Yeah. Truly, it's, you know, it is a blessing to have a little break. It is a it is a blessing. But I have to make sure that I am intentional this week so that I spend this time wisely so that I can remain in balance. Balance. Now, there's a concept. There we go. (laughs) My aim this week is to do more writing and planning and recording so that I can have some buffer for the crunch times of life that will surely come up in the next few months. So I have to sit down and map out my time for the rest of the week or else it will all magically be gone. Trust me, I have done that before. My Sunday this week was largely leisure in the morning, which was nice. Um, By the afternoon, though, I was working on some personal goal tasks. And then this evening... Sunday evening, I was working on MSK prep work. So Sunday is largely gone, right? (laughs) But I'm totally behind on my task completion window that I talked about from last week. 
But I think I may have been putting too much on myself, trying to start out with so many aspects of this habit building all at the same time. That is definitely not the recommendation of any of the people that I was referencing, be it Pastor Craig Groeschel or any of the authors of those habit books. The goal is always to start small. So I think I need to scale back a little bit and simplify things first before I start trying to do more and adding on additional things. So maybe... It's that. And then also, I think that I really need to make sure that I'm working on establishing routines and not breaking things up into individual habits. No, I think it's a bit of both. I need to make sure I'm starting small, but I also need to make sure that I'm establishing routines, rhythms, if you will, for how I'm doing things. Okay, so how did last week go in my renewed mission for greater consistency in habits? You're asking, right? You want to know? I can tell. I can feel it. (laughs) The results? Well, the results were mixed. I largely got up and got out of bed on time. Uh, I don't think I snoozed my alarm. Maybe once or twice. No, just one day. And well, let's be real. Snoozing my alarm has a domino effect on how the morning goes, especially on school days. And invariably on those days when I snooze my alarm and sleep in later, my son will end up waking up early and seeking attention before I've had my morning reset time with the creator. And well, it is all downhill from there. So it is so essential for me to make sure that I get up on time. And I really did largely last week. There was still a good deal of the routine pushback from my son, um, especially in the evenings, complete with at least one meltdown, I think, if my memory serves. But I think a lot of that has to do with the the expected, um, it should be expected rather, when you're changing up routines, when you're trying to do something different, especially with children who thrive on consistency, which my son absolutely does. Uh, So definitely have to get a good routine in place so that he can get accustomed to it and stop pushing back so much on these different things that I'm asking him to do because I know he was also like waking up earlier for some reasons in the morning and then by the evening he had like little to no band left bandwidth left for correction and instruction it was just largely unreasonable it didn't happen often but there were a couple of times and definitely the week before there were several of those let's see what else from last week um I largely kept my appointments for the week. I crossed off multiple major things off of my personal and my like day job to do lists. And I even went to bed on time four out of five nights on time. I mean, not like religiously on time, just that I got like seven hours and upwards worth of sleep for four out of five nights, which is a big deal. I felt so well rested by Thursday evening. In fact, I did get a little carried away and I stayed up late. This clearly is a lesson that I'm learning over and over again, that I apparently am too old to burn the night oil. (laughs) At least I get up entirely too early for me to burn the night oil. In the past week, I worked on several different personal, financial, parenting, and professional goals and really had some big wins in terms of being able to take next steps towards home ownership, which has been a long time coming. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, pandemic and the crazy housing market of the last two years. 
Uh, I'd sort of backburnered the search as the market just got too crazy for me to stomach. I just, I couldn't tolerate it. It was just too stressful for me. But I finally started hoping again and dreaming and believing again. And I'm grateful to be able to be in a much more positive place as far as my outlook on the process and outlook on things. Uh, I can't say definitively that, oh, I know this is going to happen within this window of time. I just, I feel very differently about encroaching, like starting out on the process again. And I'm, I'm just grateful for that. Let's see, what else did I do? Oh, I also started an online parenting class last week. This one is specifically about uh, healthy and effective discipline. I have to admit that discipline does not come naturally to me as a parent, like at all. I can be too much of a softie at times and other times I'm way too harsh as I move in anger and frustration instead of patience and wisdom. And I also have a very real, I have very real concerns about establishing healthy boundaries and consequences, natural consequences versus doling out punishment. I think as humans, it's easy to dish out punishment, right? Um, This person is getting what they deserve or that person should get X, Y, or Z because they deserve it based on their behavior. This course that I'm taking, I love because it's uh, biblically grace-based, but it still empowers you to hold your child accountable for their choices. Whereas I struggle on my own to not feel like my efforts to show grace or mercy to my child just let my son off the hook. And I, I don't want to do that. I do not want to do that at all. So I am I'm excited to fully learn a more holistic approach to grace based discipline. So confession time. This is actually the third time I think that I'm starting this course in the last three years. And I'm saying this here so that I can hold myself accountable to complete it this time to go through the entire course, all of the sessions start to finish. What have I said about underutilized resources? This right here is a prime example, y'all. It's a prime example of me finding a good tool and then not following through on learning how to use it properly. So I'm holding myself accountable to dedicate 30 minutes to an hour to this course every week, as well as additional journaling or reflecting time to really do the hard work of evaluating the places that I need to take myself or my feelings out of discipline and refocus on what my son needs to learn and how to communicate that effectively. For example, uh, that would look like taking a break so I can cool down and coming back to an issue after 10 or 15 minutes sharing in the moment that mommy is becoming angry about whatever has happened and needs to take a break so that she can calm down and thereby I can like build in opportunities to model self-control and build his empathy muscle to um, see where mommy is struggling and not feeling her best in those moments And also giving him space to calm down because largely if I'm feeling upset and angry, he's probably in that space as well. So far, I've only done like the course introduction and I haven't really gotten into the first session as yet. But once I get into the material more, I'll be sure to share more and I'll tell you more about this resource. I promise. Do not worry. It's coming. There we go. One of the major personal things that I worked on this last week, though, was something that Pastor Craig Rochelle calls the words to live by. 
the words to live by. And it's creating a set of scripturally based affirmations, if you will, that refute some of your deepest negative thought patterns. I'm completely paraphrasing here. Uh, There's a statement that Pastor Craig makes in the habit series that I've talked about before that says an unhealthy identity creates unwise habits and unwise habits reinforce an unhealthy identity. I absolutely agree and see the ways that we humans get caught up in negative feedback loops where our poor input leads to poor output. So I figured along with my time habits that I'm working on, getting up on time and timeliness, I need to start at the source and address my identity issues. (laughs) Let me tell you, this this wasn't a fun exercise. It, It looking at some hard truths, not things that I was unaware of, but figuring out ways to address them in my daily. You see, I excel at negative self-talk. So this was absolutely best practice for replacing those negative thought patterns with positive affirmations in order to create better habits. Um, One of the other statements that Pastor Craig makes is that our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. If I want to do something different, then I need to think differently first about myself. So I'm going to share a few of the statements that I have on my list. Um, I have not committed any of them to memory as yet. Again, you know, this was something that I was working on over the course of last week. So still very new. And I don't know that I've necessarily finalized the list. This may be something that I'll add on to as the need arises. I don't know. And this is not my full list. These are just some that I'm going to share. But again, um, full disclosure, I did not craft these statements. These statements I simply chose from a list of suggested statements on um, Life Church's website, life.church, in their guide called Craig Rochelle's Three Steps for Finding Your Words to Live By. If you're interested, I will absolutely link the article in the show notes and you can check it out yourself. Okay, so here are my words to live by so far, at least the ones that I'm going to share. I'm a child of God and a daughter of the King of all kings. I am joyful. I am steady and self-controlled. Christ in me is stronger than my bad habits and wrong desires. I am called and equipped to go after the righteous desires God puts in my heart. God has given me everything I need to do what he's called me to do. I am enough because Jesus in me is enough. I speak encouraging, life-giving words and build others up. I'm prayerful that as I establish a routine of repetition of these affirmations, I'll create new positive self-talk based on these healthy identity statements and that as I commit them to memory, they'll become a part of who I am and will be a resource for me to readily combat some of these old patterns of negative self-talk that I've had. So this weekend, I had a prayer time with a couple of sisters, and it ended with the sisters sharing a prayer for greater consistency and rhythms in all areas of our lives, relationally, in physical health, in mental health, and emotional and spiritual as well. 
And just asking the creator to guide us to be more diligent in these areas and to give us the strength to do so. Uh, This just seems to be right on time with the pushes that I was having in the last week and being more mindful of my time and timeliness in completing tasks as soon as possible and not procrastinating and in being intentional about building my healthy identity self-talk. Truly, by the week's end, I felt like I'd been killing it, like getting things done and keeping my commitments and letting people know where I didn't have space to add anything additional, to take on any additional obligations. But I know that to continue to make strides, I need to make sure that I'm tapping into my source. I need to make sure that I'm coming to the creator and asking him to give me what I need to walk out these new habits. So that's me. That's where I am this week. This is just my follow up on how I'm working through this new habit building, (laughs) this new habit building thing. Um, It's kind of scary, I'll admit, but I'm excited about what this potentially means. And I'm excited about being able to model some great habits for my little one and being able to talk with him about this process indeed as well. Um, And even being able to start working on with him um, on his own uh, words to live by, his own positive affirmations for him to say on a routine basis. So this is, I guess, kind of day seven, technically day six, I guess, in this habit building journey. A new habit takes 21 days to form, right? So I'll be checking in with you all until the end of the month and where we are. Um, And going forward through the rest of this month, this may not be what the entire, what each entire episode will be about, but I will definitely check in just to share my progress. And again, I would love to hear from you all on social media. You know, you can find me on IG at mysisterskeeper.blog. And then again, on Facebook at Marsha Cato, mysisterskeeper.blog. I would love to hear from you about what habits you're working on, what things you're trying to put in place for your little people, for your family, for yourself. Um, So I'm just going to wrap it up. Uh, Again, thank you for spending some time with us today. And I hope that this has been meaningful for someone. Um, Be blessed and we'll see you here next week. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the MySistersKeeper.blog podcast. My hope is that you will hear a little of your story or your sister's story in the experiences we share here and know that you are not alone. Motherhood is fierce. Life is challenging, but I believe that the Creator will give us what we each need to equip us for the task at hand. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and rate on your favorite podcast app. Let our time together inspire us to show up and connect with someone today. Let's go out and live connected lives.